The Wayne Holtz Podcast. Yes, this is another episode of the Wayne Holtz Podcast. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in. Um, This week's episode is brought to you by a few fantastic sponsors like Time Wheel. Time Wheel is an independent record label, artistic media platform, and creative studio based in San Antonio, Texas. Founded in 2013 by a collective of artists, Time Wheel's mission to create and celebrate forward-thinking music, art, and culture. As a label, Time Wheel supports, develops, and distributes work made by independent artists at various mediums from music to film to animation and emerging digital or analog art. Forms. Some of Time Wheel's artists include Verisimilitude, Femina X, Something Fiction, Dolphal Dilemma, and more. Learn more about Time Wheel and their roster of artists at timewheel.net and use their contact option to submit your work. Also, girl, if you're really looking for a musical interaction, hit up Rock Solutions. Rock, spelled R A H K, is a unified front of artists, creation, music, digital art, affordable streetwear, and creative nightlife. Visit them online at Rock. .solutions.com and follow them on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook to keep up with the new projects and when their merch is going to drop, you know you're ready. Rock Solutions, electronics with a conscience. And if you really want a conscious meal, hit up La Botanica. La Botanica is an all-vegan restaurant and full bar, the first to be both in Texas that doubles as a venue. Make sure to swing by 2911 North St. Mary's in San Antonio, Texas. Tell your friends and family to go there if they're visiting and check out the friendly space that is family friendly by day and club friendly by night contact la botanica on facebook or instagram at la botanica underscore san antonio san anto excuse me la botanico la botanica underscore san anto for more information on booking your next party event or show and yes they're available for catering also sound bites is available for catering sound bites is a san antonio premier asian fusion and bubble tea food truck they're delicious with food cooked by uh, sa current's best chef in sa jeremy carolino and a bubble tea centered around the music community it's a truck built for the city that it serves local bands and musicians have the opportunity to win up to thirty five hundred dollars in studio time at local San Antonio Soundgarden by creating their own bubble tea. I just made one to get the Wayne Holtz uh, flavor and promoting it from now until May 19th, 2018. The band's musician with the best-selling bubble tea wins. I love it. Oh my god. How much do we love our sponsors? They're fantastic. But we also love our guests and that's the reason that we're here. We're sitting with or speaking with Mr. Nicky Yuhas. How are you here? How are you doing, Nick? I'm doing pretty great uh, for 10 in the morning on a Sunday uh, at my coffee. So, <laughs> I'm, I'm doing. The audience doing is excited. Next, the caffeine is. Yes, through my, my veins. we're here. We're we're caffeined up. The audience is caffeined up. We are ready to go. Um, Nick Shan, can we get other Nick's mic up a little bit or sound if possible? Yeah, gotcha. thank you so much. I love it. Yeah, and we are sitting with Nick Yuhas. Um, Nick first came into the public light in 2013 when he became a house guest on the 15th season of Big Brother on CBS, the uh, long running reality competition show hosted by Julie Chen. But he has kept the ball rolling since then. Um, hosting his own YouTube show, Nickopedia, where he answers all of the world's questions through science. Uh, make sure to subscribe, guys, at youtube.nickuhas.com. So, I mean, of course, Big Brother was the, I guess, the a bigger jump off in your career, Nick. But I really want to kind of focus on how you've um, developed uh, 
a career after that and kind of use it as a platform to go towards your, your future goals? Definitely, because like a lot of people, and this is true, I mean, and maybe people know this, maybe people don't, but I would say the majority of reality TV contestants have either dabbled in the arts or they are fully, you know, trying to make a career in the arts. And what I mean by that is like, singing or uh, music production or acting or producing or something, not what their day job is. And when you see it on television, um, a lot of times, you know, what their job is or whatever uh, is is true. You know, they're they're not not someone who works in sales, but they're also, you know, pursuing a full-time career, like, you know, just a musician or actor or whatever. And so... A lot of people go on reality TV to create a platform for themselves. The key, though, that I think that a lot of people like totally miss is that they think that just by merely going on a larger platform, all this opportunity kind of just like flops down in your lap. And so I kind of like was privy to the concept that that would not be the case, and I also didn't want to let fate ever sort of just steer my own ship. So I had talked with a couple of Big Brother contestants before I went on the show, and I said, like, what was your experience like? And, they, and everyone consistently across the board, and I'm sure this is actually probably the same for many reality TV shows, they said that your, you know, your window of light is about two to three months, and to use it for everything you possibly can, and that it will fall off. And what they meant by saying, like, it will fall off is that your, you know, the energy behind uh, you being on the show your following, uh, your social channels growing, that'll all come to an end, typically for Big Brother, right before Christmas. Like, people <laughs> tend to, like, forget. It's, it's like... Perfect it's timing, just it's for the like, holidays. Exactly. They're like, oh, wow, Christmas, like, I want this new toy, like, I want a PlayStation 2, like, I want a Wii, like, and they've totally forgotten about their Big Brother people. And then, honestly, they don't remember until late May. Uh, that Big Brother's even a show. They've, like, totally <laughs> forgotten about its existence until late May, and then, like, you'll notice, like, there's another bump again. And, like, this is kind of like this little cycle where, like, every year people will remember and they kind of look at old house guests and see what they've been doing for the whole year. And so I thought, all right, well, there's my window. And so That's what very I interesting. I, didn't, develop, I never thought about that, actually. Sorry. That's... Yeah, no, it, it's totally a cycle. Like, it's not so much of, like, oh, like, I was really popular on the show, and, like, therefore, like, all this opportunity will come my way. It's really more like you have these socialists that are thriving, and there's a window just like an expiration date, like, you know, a piece of fruit, you know, like, it will go bad. You have to use it ASAP. Uh, and if you don't do anything with it during that time, then you'll essentially be left, like, hungry and cold and outside. <laughs> um, so after, um, after this, go ahead. Oh, what I was going to say is, like, what I did is I was, I understood that if, if I wanted a career, like, at all, uh, doing anything in the entertainment arts as far as, like, video production, that I'd have to start with the thing that actually makes videos, and that would be a production company. And a lot of people, like, start production companies, uh, like, for wedding videos or, like, whatever, and they're like, I have a production <laughs> company, and, like, they don't really make anything. And so I was like, well, I, I don't want to, like, be in that category. Like, I actually want to, like, do stuff. So... Actually, I had a fraternity brother. His name was uh, Matt Nicholas, and he, through Big Brother, actually partnered with me to start a production company. Um, mm -hmm. And we became, like, like more than best friends over time, and we started a, a production company together out in Los Angeles. And 
in the beginning, there was sort of a focus of like, you know, I wanted to be on, on YouTube because I, I have a background working in YouTube. I worked for College Humor in the production category um, or in the in production. And then I had also worked with a couple other um, YouTubers who started really small and became massive. Um, I went to summer school at Yale University for video production. And I met this guy named Kurt Hugo Schneider um, and Sam Suey. And uh, that, like, there was a sort of a, a trio that turned into like a group of people that had worked in web and then had worked on a feature film. Actually, funny enough, uh, Allison Williams was one of the lead girls like in the in the film that I worked on at Yale University. Oh wow! That kind of got my roots like in production. Yeah, now she's you know she's in she's on Girls. She just did a feature film, so like she's doing all sorts of crazy things. Fantastic. Um, funny story, actually. These are the reason that I actually worked at College Humor. Um, when summer came to a close and I was living in Connecticut, I had asked her, like, hey, do you know anybody that works in production? And she said, yeah, like, my dad works in production. Her dad was the lead anchor uh, of NBC at the time. And I was like, yeah, that's a good guy to know. And then she said, I have other friends that work at this small thing called College Humor. Ironically, she ended up marrying the guy who started College Humor, Ricky. And so I got a job, like, as a PA right away. But all of that said, I, I collected like a pretty good sense of production. And I, re- and I knew that if, if, if I wanted to continue to produce videos, I would have to do, have to have a production company. So I met this business partner, Matt Nicholas. Um, we partnered up to like, you know, come up with a strategy. And then I started making videos and, and I first started, I actually had three videos. I had one, it was like a variety show. I had one that was like an interview show. And then I had this other one called Nickopedia, which was like about science since I had this, like, crazy long science background, but never really did anything with it. And all three vi- of the three videos, the science one, Nicopedia, got, like, literally 50 times the views. And I was like, all right, well, we're dumping the other two, and we're just focusing on Nicopedia. So I rebranded my YouTube channel, like, all about Nicopedia, um, which is science-related content that answered science questions, and some of it was experiments as well. And within the first three months, the Weather Channel had 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 seen Nicopedia and they were like, wow, that is so interesting. I think you'd be a perfect fit for a show that we're doing. And so I then uh, got hired to host and produce a show for the web channel uh, that shot out in California called Brainstorm. And so around the clock, I then got to like be a producer, be a host, and do essentially what I was doing for YouTube but for television within the first like three months of me having this production company. And so that kind of like laid the the framework, like the sort of the um, the base that allowed me to understand production enough, continue to make videos in order to market what we were doing as a production company to lead on to other opportunities. And so like since then, we've produced for DreamWorks TV. We've been on, we've had our videos on um, the draws. I've been on the Today Show. And like, it all kind of comes back down to having something on YouTube that is alive and moving and is continuously producing new content. Yeah, and it's interesting because, you know, YouTube was, is not just, you know, ratchet videos and replays of the Wendy Williams show, uh, which we all love. It's also an extreme informational tool, um, which people do reach out. So I think it's, uh, I can see why the science aspect of everything really came to fruition more immediately. And that is uh, Nicopedia. So tell us about Nicopedia. What do you do? You're, you're answering these questions. What kind of questions? And what kind of answers do you yeah. have? It's so awesome. It's so interesting how this whole thing started. Um, and actually, uh, just just to like give you a little bit of fact, um, uh, like a really interesting fact about what you just said. YouTube is still the the 
the number one function for YouTube is still a search engine, which I, I never think of it that way. I never think of it as like a search engine. I always think of it like, oh, I go on there and entertain myself and watch cat videos. But people like actually go to YouTube to learn how to do things. And so it's really actually like a DIY uh, Google Chrome. So people will type in, you know, how do I hammer, how do I hang a, a painting? And then there'll be a video, you know, how to hang a painting or how do I shave my face properly or whatever. <laughs> and so knowing that that is the number one functionality, uh, we started to sculpt Nikipedia around that. So in the beginning, Nikipedia was all about answering science questions. Like our first three videos were uh, why is grass green, why is the sky blue, and why are sunsets different colors. And so we did this like super deep dive into the science of the atmosphere and light diffraction chlorophyll and like how we see colors and I, I mean I love it I think it's super interesting um, but over time we realized that our videos that had uh, what I call practical science which is um, not that it's like it's, it's practical that it's like you can use it uh, you can't always use it but it shows you a demonstration of science in action and so what that means is like well for lack of a better term an experiment and so when you watch an experiment you see science in action you don't just see like you know a green screen image that gets put together, you explaining something, you literally see something happening that is live and like, you know, the dynamic is, is super wide because, you know, anything could go wrong, right? Like your, you know, your experiment could catch on fire, it could explode, you know, and always kind of keep the audience in suspense about what's going to happen next. Have you had so, any, I'm sorry, wait, time, can I interrupt? Have you had any um, mishaps happen to you during an experiment? <laughs> yes. So like that's, and at first, what was really funny is, like, at first, we used to never release those. We used to never release the footage of things going wrong because we thought people wouldn't want to see that. Um, but we just recently started releasing footage and making episodes out of stuff that goes terribly wrong. Um, and, like, one that I can think of just the top of my head, we had this really cool idea. At least I thought it was cool. Um, <laughs> we were going to take... Uh, so the process of saponification, which is how you make soap, uh, requires any type of oil. And I kept thinking to myself, oh, well, that's really neat. Like, you know, you could use, like, you know, vegetable oils. You could use, you can use animal fat. Like, that's what they talk, they talk about, like, in Fight Club. Um, and I was like, all right, well, if you could do that, like, could you use French fry grease? Like, could you just, like, go to, like, an In-N-Out or, like, go to a Wendy's and be like, hey, like, can I have some of the grease out of your deep fryer and then take it home and then make soap out of it? Yes, Wendy, really give me your grease, that. girl. Give me, give me that grease, yeah. girl. The audience loves it. We love it. We love it. We love the grease. All about the grease. All about the deep fry. Yes. And so um, I actually went to a hamburger place, and the guy thought I was crazy. And I brought in a little Tupperware container, and I said, like, hey, can you just, like, take a couple ounces of your deep fryer grease and put it in this, in this uh, circular container? And the guy looked at me super weird. He thought I was, like, on drugs. And he was like, he agreed to it because I'm for science. And he actually didn't charge me anything. And it was still warm. That was the best part. It was Ooh. like hot still when he gave it to me. Yes. And so I took it home and we started the experiment. And I started mixing all the chemicals together to like, you know, make the soap. And for whatever reason, as I, as this day, like everything went wrong. Like our mold that we were going to create the actual like soap bars out of like totally failed like it never cured properly so it was like oh it's just like like blue goop that like sucked everything then i went to pour the actual like soap into the mold or like mix it and actually slipped in the bowl of french fry grease and caustic lye which will burn you spilt 
all over my pants, my legs, and my floor. And so I was like really desperate to make the science experiment still work. So I got a paper towel and I stopped it all up and I put it back in the bowl. But then the bowl itself actually still had uh, sodium hydroxide in it and it melted the uh, aluminum foil that was holding our mold together. So it was like one disaster after another disaster after another disaster. And all for soap, girl, I can't. I'm not, I, know. I don't know if I'm going to use your soap, Nick. I don't. I don't know if I trust it. No. Okay. I'm sorry. I totally yeah, interrupted. I totally interrupted. Though, please that's go back totally to um, your your forming of the the current vibe of of Nickopedia. Yeah. So what we realized, and actually, what I liked the most is that it was kind of interesting. Like in the beginning, when we really focused on Nickopedia, we had three shows. We had top top ten facts, so it was like a listicle show, which is like you know top ten facts about Ohio or whatever. And then we had this, what was like explanatory content, which was, you know, how how certain things work. And then we had experiments. And over time, we realized that, like, all three of those types of videos did really well, but only one of them consistently did well, and that was the experiment. And I was kind of curious about why that was happening, like, why people were so much more interested in the experiments versus, like, you know, a certain topic. And then I realized that, like, experiments, always apply to everyone, right? So, like, you, anyone walking down the street, you can tell them an interesting experiment topic, and they're, they're probably going to want to know what their end result is. You do, like, explanatory content. It's, like, it's hit or miss, right? It's, like, you know, do aliens exist? That was one of our titles for our videos. And it's, like, <laughs> some people are into aliens, and some people just don't care at all. And so you then create this whole video, and, you know, spend a lot of time and, and hours of, you know, energy to write it and shoot it and edit it and then eh, maybe people are in aliens maybe they're not and so we realized that like it was totally hit or miss so we kind of over time just got rid of the listicles and we got rid of the explanatory content we just started focusing on the experiment when we started doing that we realized that the opportunity outside of youtube opened up immensely um because if you're ever going to go for example on uh, the Today Show, or you're going to go on Dr. Oz, or Fox and Friends, or whatever, you know, morning show is going to have, like, a segment about science, they're not going to bring you in to talk about why why the grass is green. They're going to want to watch something blow up. And yes. so all of our, our science experiments became this, like, route to, like, be a science performer on another outlet, which and is actually I w- what actually, led I'm, to... Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> I apologize, Nick. Please continue. Oh, I was going to say, that's what actually led to America's Got Talent. Oh, my God, yes. And let's let's do the America's Got Talent actually after this little break, because that is what I want to get into, how you're expanding your brand through television and international markets. Once again, we're speaking with Nick Juhas, um, the host of Nickopedia on YouTube, and uh, just an all-around cool guy and public figure, of course, from CBS's Big Brother. And we're going to take a little break. You're listening to The Wayne Holtz Podcast.
Light Within is a synth-pop electronic dance music group based out of San Antonio, Texas, and consists of brothers Mark and Seth Alvarado. You're listening to one of their songs, Ghosts. Make sure to check out really gets you in the mood also. Mushy Magazine was created to bring a sexual open mind to San Antonio's community and the world's community through three main points, education, exploration, and liberation. They fill a need by educating others in different varieties of sexuality, kinks, toys, classes, and things you have probably never even thought of. They bring an awakening to the part of our minds which asks, what do I really like and want? Which is a question actually that we should all ask ourselves. Um, And in that, they hope that people explore themselves and find peace in expressing their sexuality in a healthy and fun manner that brings forth their exhilarating and sexual liberation. They strive to touch the community through print, social media, and shows where the atmosphere brings open sexual conversation that goes anywhere from fun stories to deep, heartfelt ones in an attempt to make a taboo into what it should be, a normal form of life. Girl, you want what you want, basically. we want you to want it mushy magazine mostly started because everyone turned down their art and didn't want to give them a voice so they said fuck it let's create a healthy home where anyone can say anything in a respectful manner of course mushy magazine make sure to follow them on all social media at mushy magazine they'll get down girl sponsors including cacophony clan spelled c-a-c-o-p-h-o-n-y c-l-a-n CacophonyClan.com. Are you a slave to music, an avid watcher of prestige television? Do you feel like all your friends are lame? I know they're not lame, girl, but maybe they just don't have the same taste as you, and you can't get your on. They can't get on your level of pop culture consumption. Well, you are not alone. CacophonyClan.com is a multimedia website curating and creating content based around music, entertainment, counterculture, and the people that make it all happen. Cacophony Clan are obsessed with everything entertainment, just like you are, and we cover it all. Yes, they sure do. I've written a few articles for them covering uh, artists like Nina Diaz. It's awesome. Um, Album reviews, artists, interviews, articles, podcasts, and more can be found at CacophonyClan.com. So stop by today and check out all that shiz, yo. They are just a bunch of cute boys asking questions, hitting on your stepmoms, creating, curating, all the things entertainment at their site get it cacophony clan light within and nick i do apologize you know how that phone delay goes girl you know what i mean for interrupting you <laughs> you know that no la problem. delay um we're talking with again with nick Yuhas, who is in uh california los angeles currently currently los angeles that's correct I love it. And, uh, of course, uh, Big Brother star from season 15, and he took that Big Brother platform and used it to propel his career um, in production and on the YouTube show Nickopedia and has been filtering that onto the national airwaves on television, like the Today Show and Dr. Oz. Uh, yes, blowing stuff up. That's what we were talking about. I just recently watched your Today Show uh, segment. They were ready. Oh yeah, they were they were super stoked. Um, the uh, it, it, America's Got Talent actually came around because of the Today Show. So uh, the Today Show is actually an interesting story in itself. I, I I had created this this one video where we took liquid nitrogen and we carved out a pumpkin really really thin, and we were going to shatter the pumpkin, and it was going to be the first ever pumpkin shattering. And so we did this little bit about, like, Halloween or whatever, and then we, we did this uh, pumpkin. And the place that I got the liquid nitrogen from, there was this kid who was, like, super into science. 
his name was also Nick. And he <laughs> kept telling us about this gas. He kept telling us about this thing called sulfur hexafluoride. And I was like, dude, I don't got time for this right now. Like, I just need the I just need the liquid nitrogen. Like, I'm already on like tight tight budget. And like, I don't I don't know. Like, sulfur hexafluoride sounds dangerous. No. So then I came back to rent the doer, and he was still talking about it. He was still like, oh, you have to do this thing if you're doing science. But like, people tell me that all the time. Oh, you have to do this thing for science, and you know, if you're a science guy, I was like, all right. So I'll listen to you. And so. We invited him on set to do this segment about this mysterious gas called sulfur hexafluoride, which could apparently, like, make your voice go lower as opposed to higher. And, like, I'd never heard of it. I did, like, you know, minimal research, and I just trusted the kid that he knew what he was talking about. So we brought him out to film this video all about this gas, SS6, and he had some with him, so he brought it and didn't charge us or anything. And so we went ahead and tried it, and it, like, it blew my mind. I mean, it... What it does is this gas is super super dense, and so it actually changes the way that your voice resonates, like in in a gas. And so it makes it almost lower. And so after we made that video, uh, it's almost a year later. Um, my my girlfriend at the time was doing a set visit with um, uh, what's it uh, was was it Men in, not Men in Black um, Independence Day two. And they, when a set bit of it happens, typically it's like you, you know, you have all these outlets from all these different shows, and they come and they, you know, they interview all the actors. He says she just so happened to be sitting next to this guy named Carl Stefanovic, and Carl Stefanovic is like the Matt Lauer of Australia. And so he was talking or whatever, right. and she had her phone with him, and, and she actually showed him the video of the Florida. and he loved it. And he was like, I don't know who this guy is, but I want him down in Australia, and I want to put him on the Australian Today Show. He said, get in touch with me, like, however figure it out. So I followed up with him, and I was, like, super adamant about going to Australia and doing science experiments. Now, I had never done science experiments for live television ever, let alone in a foreign country. And so figuring out how to get all of the science stuff that I needed took, as opposed to, like, usually taking five hours in America, it took five days in Australia because there's all these different regulations that I wasn't privy to. So I go down to Australia, I stay with a buddy of mine, and we go live for the Australian Today Show with Carl Stefanovic. They love it. Like, they, they, they have such a good time. We do a deep voice cast experiment. We break a, we shatter a watermelon, and then we do something with fire. <clears throat> and Doritos, that's what it was. We, we caught some Doritos <laughs> on fire. Some Doritos are super flammable. We grilled a steak, actually. And, like, they just couldn't get enough of it. So when I came back home, I actually shopped that link around to all the different morning shows. Like I sent it to CBS, I sent it to ABC and NBC. And it just so happened that NBC was doing this thing called Wow Me Week. And it was going to happen in like two or three weeks from when I got home. And so they were like, oh my gosh, this is perfect. Like, we would love to bring you on the Today Show and wow us. So I was like, yeah, yeah, perfect. So we had to change some of the experiments. And in the first like five seconds of doing the, the actual experiment for the Today Show, Willie Geist did the deep voice cast and, like, totally freaked out on air, like, in a good way. Like, it was just so surprising for him that the segment went so well that I was coined the, the coolest guest ever. And they, they've actually, like, they've, they've reached out to me to bring me back, like, at least, like, every other month, you know, to do, to do new science experiments. And that is actually what got the eye of America's Got Talent, and they asked me then to to do like a, an audition video for the show itself. And so and I it, did that, and then 
probably around December or so, like I, I can't remember the actual date, but um, right around then is when America's Got Talent said, like, hey, like, we'd love to actually have you, like, you know, come on and, and do an audition for us, like, you know, like a filmed one. And I know you can't speak too much about that, but how did it go? And especially, I have to get the tea, how our new, the new judge, uh, Simon Cowell, and of course, our new host, Miss Tyra Banks, which I saw you photoed with on your Instagram, at Nick Uhas. Everybody follow at Nick Uhas. <laughs> so, that is a great question. Um, Tyra Banks is awesome. So, like, yeah, I can't reveal, like, the results of the show or anything like that, but right. I can tell you, like, you know, my, my experience and the personalities of them, and, like, Tyra definitely serves as like your your friend on on the show. Like, you know, the other the other people, the other hosts, um, you know, Mel B, Heidi, Simon, and um, Howie, they're all judges. You know what I mean? So you're trying to impress them. And the one thing that I realized that I never actually I never actually done this before is like I have never performed um, for for judges. Like every time that I ever did segments or any time I ever filmed anything. I always was the guest, you know, the guest on the show, or I was working with somebody as a co-host, or I was just hosting the whole thing. Like, I never actually, like, have, had performed for somebody in order to, like, win their approval for a contest. So, like, that dynamic was totally different. And that, um, that actually, like, added a lot of, like, pressure to it, and, like, more pressure than I'd ever experienced doing these experiments that I'd done you know, hundreds of times. And so, like, that dynamic, uh, I think you'll definitely see on, on TV because it was just, like, so pressure-intensive. But Tyra, Tyra always was, like, there for you. Like, she always had, like, it's, like, super upbeat, super, like, friendly. You know, she was almost, like, your like your best friend on set or, like, your, like, like almost like your, like, your set mom where you could go to her and, like, you could either cry or you oh my could God. enjoy. Oh, my God. Or you could, like, do whatever you want because she was always your friend there. Crying in Tyra's arms. You. I mean, crying in Tyra's arms sounds like a, a fucking dream. I I, th- <laughs> I think that's what most of most of our reactions would be naturally without the competition aspect, you know? Yeah, whether you're crying with joy or crying, crying with sadness. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like, Overall, that was the one thing, as I would say, is that my experience was so different, was because typically I do these performances uh, for people who are like, they're, I'm the guest and they're the host, and that dynamic is so astronomically different than performing for a competition show. I mean, I, I, I've i never done a competition show in, in, like, in that respect. You know, I did, like, in, you know, the sixth grade, you know, talent show. Like, I've never performed science for judges, per se. Well, I hope it went well. Um, I know, actually, I'm I'm sure you had a, a great experience either way. And um, we actually have a few. What is this? We had an audience question or two. Um, we're speaking again with Nick Uhas of uh, Nickopedia. Make sure to subscribe and check out Nickopedia at YouTube.com/slash Nick Uhas U H A S. Make sure to follow him on Instagram at Nick Uhas. Blah 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 blah. But host of Nickopedia um, and from Big Brother. So one of the audience questions was, what is um, something that an individual can do to help climate change. You know, people are always trying to f- find small ways to feel like they're helping. And so that was a, a question from a vegan friend of mine. Um, helping in what regards? I, I guess, um, 
I don't know. You know, um, I would say having a conscious effort in how you're living, whether it be for food or consumption of products or, uh, yeah. Girl, you know how those audience questions go. I guess, how do you, how do you um, how do you stay um, uh, consciously aware of of how you're living and keeping yourself and the oh. environment like check in check? I got it. I got it. Got it. I got it. Like helping in general, like for like the comments, like cause, like helping the world. Yes. Um, well, number one, I'm an avid recycler. <laughs> I think that's. Uh, I think that's just the easy step. It's just super simple. Um, number two, like, I feel like having a positive attitude resonates through every, every choice that you have. I think oh. it's really easy to spread, uh, positivity and like, like happiness. And I think if you have that on the forefront of your brain, I feel like you become a beacon of positiveness. And so, um, I, I like, I, I think personally, like, you know, you train yourself to be positive. You train yourself to be an optimist. And I think that actually has a, felt like a huge effect that people don't always can't like measure or quantify. Um, that would be like my number one. Um, my number two is, is like, just like in general, um, I have like a very healthy living lifestyle and I think that becomes very circuitous again to being like very optimistic. And I think if you treat yourself right, you know, you exercise, you eat well, um, and you know, you don't, you don't do anything too crazy as far as like getting too far off, off the rails. That makes you really excited about the next day and really excited about focusing on what you're working on. And then I think that resonates again to being an optimist. I know those are very general. It's like a very, very general type of, um, you know, of an answer. No, um, no. I don't the, think there's any silver, silver bullets here. The audience loves that. And you know, positivity really is, I, I like that positivity does resonate. It helps keep you healthy. It helps keep those around you healthy and feeling motivated about life. So definitely everyone stay positive. I love that answer, Nick, actually. And lastly, we have to talk a little bit about Big Brother because you did compete on season 15 of Big Brother. Yes. For everyone who doesn't know. I love. Yes, I'm sure you love it. You love it. I, who doesn't love Big Brother? Okay. And for everyone who doesn't know, Big Brother is basically Survivor in a house. That's the easiest way for me to describe it to everyone. And, you know, um, 13 to however many house guests are thrown into a house secluded for about three months and they compete week to week. Uh, basically backstabbing or loving each other, whatever you have to do to win until uh, they vote each other out. And then at the end, one of them is voted uh, by their peers to get half a million dollars. So how was that experience for you being on television, being secluded from the world, having the cameras on you at all times? Did you ever feel like you, you made a mistake um, socially because you were on a very heated season where you were on the first season where they started giving the, the warning before every episode to yeah. make sure people... <laughs> <laughs> that like racially charged conversations were happening. So how did that go for you? Oh man, yeah, my season was the reason that that warning came about. Um, so what's really interesting about that show, and like most people, like it, it makes sense once I'll say it, but like it doesn't. You would never think of it like this. You're not, you're not aware of the fact that you're being televised because you don't have a TV yourself. So, like, for example, like, America's Got Talent, like, you see yourself on television, you know, and you're at home, and you're like, wow, like, there's me on TV. Or, like, anything, you know, that you would do for any segment, you know, Wendy Williams show or whatever. Yes. Big Brother, you're, you're totally cut off. You have no Twitter, you have no Instagram, YouTube, nothing, Facebook, zero. So, when the cameras are filming, you, you have no concept of, one, what they're using, 
two, that anything is like positive or negative happening because you don't have any control over, uh, you only have control of what comes over your, out of your mouth, but you don't have control about what the edit looks like. And so you actually begin to forget that totally that you're on television because it's such a delayed reaction. Like if you said something terrible on day two, but didn't get evicted until day 79, you wouldn't have to deal with that for three months. Oh, my so God. Your, your, your brain just forgets. It's like, oh, that's right. Like, I'm on a TV show. You don't, rem- you don't even think that you're on a TV show. After, after, like, literally the first, like, 48 to 72 hours, you just totally go about your day. Like, you just totally, totally forgot because there's no immediate repercussions. Like, even if you're on, let's say, like, like a local television station and you were like, you, you know, you, you drop the F-bomb or whatever, like there would be immediate repercussions. Like, you know, the anchor would be like, oh, we're live on TV, you can't say that. In the other house, you can just do whatever you want. And so, like, because there's no repercussions immediately, you just you just start start living and you just start doing whatever. And if they, if they capture things, like I said, like you don't, you just don't know what or how it's going to be used until could be months later. Um, and I think that's actually good and bad. Um, it's good because it definitely like lets you be in your natural habitat. You know what I mean? It lets you like act very naturally. Um, and it's bad because you don't know how the edit will turn out. You know what I mean? You could say something and yeah, you didn't really mean it like that, but they really need a villain that year and they oh cut God. you into being the villain for your work. I could see that, and you know, it, the editing is a big part of it, but then also with the 24-hour news feed aspect of it, where or live feed, where people can watch you at all times, you know, the producers are looking out, but you never know who in the world is going to put uh, you on blast also, so it's there's really no oh, yeah. nowhere to escape. <laughs> I mean, poor yeah, Aaron. The of, best... Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, the best thing to do is just to, like, remember that you, you don't over the edit, but you have control of what comes out of your mouth. Very true, and that's that's true always. So, if if you were asked to go back, would you? It's so interesting. People ask me this all the time, and like my my answer has like never like without a beat. I've always said yes, like without even a question. Like would you go yes? Like without even finishing the sentence, and that's because I went on the show, and I I like the process of it was so enamoring like I loved it so much and not not like the aspect of like you know the post show where people were like you know oh my gosh like I recognize you from your brother like that that part is cool too like I definitely enjoyed that like I'm sure like getting getting to see the production aspect of everything was very interesting the game aspect of it was the thing that like was so intriguing because it's a mental challenge that cannot be recreated in the outside world like there's no way that you could ever set that up because there's an extra pressure that it's being televised. There's, there's, an, there's, it's a million dollar, you know, it's a multi, multi, multi million dollar setup to get people to come to the secluded house, to vote each other off, to do all these things. Like, and the motivation is money at the end. And so you have people who are like really, really uh, acting and behaving in a way that you would never be able to motivate them otherwise. And so like, the specific aspect of playing the game is something that, like, I enjoyed way too much. 
and I feel like I just didn't get to play enough. And so I never got burnt out on it, and I felt like I had left, and I was like, oh, man, like I had so much more to do. And so I would go back in a heartbeat. Well, Big Brother All-Stars, whenever you get that going, guys, we are reaching out to you. Nick Uhas, get him back. Or you doesn't even have to be All-Stars. You know how they just bring people back? <laughs> like, yeah, out of nowhere. You know, like, they brought, they did, they, like, they brought Dave on back last year. Yeah. Yeah, you know, like what? you never know. So you never know. And um, with your talent growing and your name going growing, I'm sure that Big Brother will be knocking at the Nick Uhas door soon. I really appreciate you being here, Nick. Is there anything you want to plug to the international market? I just want people to check out the YouTube channel. Uh, we put our heart and soul into it, and it's super awesome, and I love it. The name is Nickipedia, like Wikipedia, N-I-C-K-I-pedia. Uh, I think you guys are going to love it. That's all I got. Check him out, guys. Nick Uhas, N-I-C-K-U-H-A-S. Nick Uhas, and he's pretty cute, guys. So make sure to check him out on social media, on Nickipedia, and wherever else you get your media, girl. Um, that is Nick Uhas. Thank you so much for being here, Nick. Thank you, Wayne. Appreciate it. All right. Have a good day. Yes. Later, man. That was Nick Uhas. And make sure to follow me, guys, uh, Wayne Holtz, at Wayne Holtz on Instagram, at Wayne Holtz underscore, actually, at the Wayne Holtz podcast. And download this on iTunes, uh, Google Play, TuneIn Radio, or creativesocialite.com. And we're leading you out with my song, A Minute with Mark, that you can download for free at wayneholtz.bandcamp.com. See you later, guys. And smarts, I'll give you five out of five kisses. Every time I hear you mock, I wish that I can be your missus. Oh my god, Nick! Thank you for like sticking around too. I was gonna let. I thought you hung up. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, like I like. It's funny. Like I've, I've done like quite a few podcasts, and like I'm like I know that they always like you know close out, and then there's always a live line at some point. Yeah, definitely. The, the the line is live, man. I really appreciate you you taking the time out to be here today, and um, it was like super interesting. That was a lot of information. Yeah, I feel like there's always this untold story that a lot of people are really curious about because I think people like want to be famous naturally, you know, like especially like in the internet world. And my impetus was like not necessarily to be famous, but to use the fame to like make something out of it. And so I feel like people are always so interested in like how to do that. You know what I mean? Like the step by step, like how to, like how to be successful in entertainment ish. <laughs> definitely definitely i mean you know that's one of my goals i make music blah 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 and that's one of the reasons for the podcast because um it's for me to speak with people that really have found success in different avenues and entertainment is definitely one of them and just ways to that i'm motivated and people that motivate me and you're one of them nick so like it was really really cool for you to be here and i'm sure the audience is going to be extremely enlightened after the episode Dude, I appreciate it, man. And, and like, dude, I, I'm always happy to return the favor, you know, however I can help out. Like, I, I will, you know. 
I appreciate sure. it. Um, and I'll send you um an Instagram or an email later when it's up. And if you could like shout it out, I would I would appreciate it. Um, and blah blah blah. You know. Of course, dude, one hundred and ten percent. Like that'll happen. All right, cool. All right, you have a very um nice and productive day. All right, Nick. All right, brother man. All right, peace, man. Later. Hey, dude.